Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. As we said in the last episode, when we're covering a film called The Good, The Bad, The Weird. Which I say it like that because it's not got and. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's the differentiation from it as well. Not so it's not completely exactly the same. I don't know why that is, but it's, it seems to makes you want to say good, the bad, and the weird. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. weird about the fact that you can't say and the weird. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's the going for. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but it is a western action film. Boo! I've only <laughs> seen one western. And if it's based on that western, then am I going to actually like this western? Well, the 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 synopsis sounds a bit similar. Oh, is it just going to be the same film? But in Korean. Yeah. How so, long is it? The film is four hours. What? No, no, it isn't really. This is going to reaction. Two hours and nineteen minutes. How long is Good, Bad, and the Ugly Three? That was nearly three, wasn't okay, it? Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. But. Synopsis reads, A couple of outlaws and a bounty hunter find themselves being chased by the Japanese army and a group of Chinese bandits while in search for a map that leads to treasure. So it's the same thing, pretty much. So you're making me watch so, a film. So you're wasting five and a half hours of my time on the same film. Not necessarily. I don't think... It's got to have a different spin on it because they can't be outright going, well, this is shot for shot or anything like that. How old and is this film? It came out in 2008. Okay. So it's based on oldie times, but modernly done. Well, it was filmed in modern times, if you will. Yeah, it's in the 2000s, yeah. But But it's it's based... Yeah, it's still set in an olden... Yeah, it's Yeah, yeah, Like 1930s or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, as far as I can tell from the screenshots and things. But, um, yeah, it's also looks by the cast, and it's got Kang Ho Sung, who was in Parasite. Okay. And the host and other films. I think he's a prolific Korean actor. actor. Obviously, he's Parasite. I know we haven't done an episode. He's quite comical, that, actually, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, in in that. Who so does I, he I th- play? I think he plays. I'm guessing by the post, he's the weird one, which kind of maybe seems kind of fitting. Oh, okay. Yeah. That may be good then. So, um, if you see the, let's bring the picture up. <laughs> does it look comical? Maybe it might take a bit of a spin on it because there is a weird character, so there might be a bit more comicalness mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I think so. so I think the good I definitely looks like a goodie. The bad looks definitely like a looks bad like a baddie. <laughs> the cars, yeah. I, th- I don't know when we w- well when we watch the good, the bad, and the ugly. I I don't know. I find it, I, ha- I found it hard to defer Ruth who was Ruth actually good. Was... Apart from obviously, he had the golden boy with the golden Col- hair, but yeah. didn't Blondie, mean yeah. he was actually good. <laughs> he was. It said. Go and listen to that episode and you'll know why. Yeah. Okay. yeah right, well, well, Nico, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah, so hope good luck. You, I hope you don't hate me by the end of it. Yeah. And we'll be back with our thoughts on the good, the bad, the weird. In this year promo of the Good, the Bad and the Weird podcast, 
You either live by the gun or die by the sword. I'm Nico, just one half of the Good, the Bad, and the Weird podcast, where my co-host Chris and I deep dive into everything good, bad, and weird the world of cinema has to offer, and some wider reviews for movies we just felt like talking about. So if you're looking for not-so-family-friendly reviews of family-friendly movies, gore-fest with hunky men, the bottom of the barrel flicks, or technically good films as determined by the cinema oligarchy, we're the right podcast for you. You can find us anywhere podcasts invade your ear holes and on social media at TGTBTW underscore podcast. So check us out. We have such sites to tell you about. Peace. And we're back. Having watched good, bad, the weird. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it weird? Yeah. In, in all retrospect, I think so. <laughs> Encompasses it. Oh, really? Yeah, I've not got a gripe with like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like the good is not good, you know. That that's not my gripe in, with this. But I'm not that. I'm saying I've got a gripe. To, to be fair, okay. I think actually I prefer this to the good, the bad, and the ugly. I th- I thought that might be the case as as we we're going through the film. Like yeah, yeah, this has got a lot more action, more bang for your buck. I feel like yeah, and I feel like for, for, it's yeah. more intriguing it's more enticing i feel like the good the bad and the ugly is just like a bit of a slog and it and we're going to be comparing a lot because obviously Mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same film yeah even obviously when i read the synopsis you were like yeah this counts very familiar territory and as we went through the film it's like yes this is kind of in in ways yeah kind of but i feel like with the good the bad and the ugly where it has that army it's a certain civil war yeah, yeah, yeah. and then obviously they get put into the the, the actual army itself and yeah. into the camps and into yeah. and i don't know it just feels like yes okay you're providing a piece of history and i understand why it's relevant and valid but at the same time it's quite drags on within that scene and you forget what you're actually there for right whereas this is always about the treasure it's always about the good the bad and the weird trying to find this map, basically, to wherever this is leading them to. And I think the weird really brings a strong element into this movie, which I appreciate. Yeah, as I said, he's recognising him from Parasite. He's amazing. Especially. Yeah. He really and, is. And so, yeah, no, he's very strong. And he he's, yeah, definitely the standout. Yeah. One of the, the, the three. <laughs> but then your bad is typically bad. Like, yeah, he absolutely looks, he almost looks... And this isn't this is a Korean film. It almost looks like an anime villain. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Sort of, like, sweet. I really like that. I appreciate like he. You know straight away he's bad, and your good actually looks more good than Clint Eastwood's. Yeah, uh, blondie. Yeah, he does. Like obviously Clint Eastwood's. Yes, he's dishy di- and he's got his blonde hair and everything. But this guy looks. Everything about him is just. It's so clean cut the way that they've dressed him, the way they've styled him to make him look like a goody two-shoes. And I think he's got a quite angelic, good-looking... She hasn't got like any facial hair, basically. It's like he's a baby. Yeah, he doesn't look baby-faced, but I get what I mean, but it's kind of like smooth. Everything, like his clothing is almost immaculate. Pretty much, yeah. even despite, obviously, the setting that we're in. It's kind of like, yeah, he's just bought it from the straight from the yeah. shop kind of thing. And then the bad, everything's quite more edge-cut, like, mm-hmm. and silvery and black that and can, yeah. that kind of metalish bad hard, kind of hard coloring I yeah suppose. yeah compared to where the good has the browns and it's more soft and naturey kind of colors like earthy mm-hmm. and then you've got weird. the weird it's just got i think it's like greens browns all mishmash of colors. And yeah, it's thrown, to, thrown together 
outfit yeah. essentially yeah but the hat that he wears as well like covering his little ears and it just makes him more comical because it's like he looks like a little boy at the same time as childlike but intelligent and he's he's your main person mm-hmm. he's the one who's found the map initially and wants to find the elusive treasure mm-hmm. which at the at round what while you're watching this you're like well what actually is the treasure do they even know what they're going after Everyone's just going on a wild goose chase after something that's called treasure, and everyone's treasure is a bit different. Well, yeah, yeah. No, normally, when you think of treasure, it's some like valuable, like gold or jewels or, or something. money. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like gold, gold coins. Yeah, of yeah. some caliber. Yeah. But you could treasure something in a different aspect. <laughs> so, what somebody thinks is valuable to them could be not valuable yeah. to somebody else. No, and everybody, literally everybody, is now after this. And it's like, yeah. but you actually don't know what it is. It, it kind of reminded me of a film. You kind of like were in and out of the room when I was watching it. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Where it's kind of like a, a similar thing where they're, they're kind of like a whole group of people are just doing at great lengths just to try and get this thing that's like a, a, a treasure of something like similar kind of thing, mm-hmm. some kind where there's like pursuing and they'll do any means necessary and they'll rush into this one point to to get the the reward at the end. And I think that's the kind of lure with this though. It makes it enjoyable because you're like, it's like a MacGuffin. Is it a MacGuffin? Yeah, MacGuffin, yeah. Because... Except it isn't. It isn't yeah. because yeah, you end. figure out yeah. at the end, but the majority of the film, you don't really know what they're going after and neither do they. Well, well done for remembering that term, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> oh, can we just... This this was something else, like, now, because I've said MacGuffin and you're proud of me. Yeah. And I, I bagged brownie points the other day, and this is completely going off the film, because uh, oh, yeah. I knew the Evie Illusions, and you were shocked that I knew the names. Uh, yeah, it was came about... I think you were looking up something on Instagram or something, and it's like, oh, the, the seasonal... Evie Lucian's, and you said, oh, that kind of looks like Glaceon. And said, I was kind of like taken back because I didn't know think you'd... <laughs> no, then, and then I uh, say, I asked you pretty much uh, what, what all the other ones' forms were, and you you got them all right near enough. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I struggle with Sylveon, but we got there when she said it began with an S, but she's the shittiest one anyway, so yeah. I feel like I give myself credit. But yeah, anyway, anyway. sidetracking. Yeah. I just I feel like I'm keeping you on your toes lately. It's mm-hmm. quite fun. Mm-hmm. Circling back to the film, like at the at the very beginning, we start off with like a a train robbery. Essentially, that's what, Mm -hmm. which I think is that's like a normally a a key thing in sort of Western films as well. Obviously, like the turn of the new like century with that, like our locomotives coming to be with that. I was like, it was, I I pointed out like that's the eagle that was kind of. Flying around, mm-hmm. that was that was definitely CGI. Then I'm looking at the train, thinking it might be a, a mix of both, but it, it also that also felt like a CGI train. You think? Yeah, because I'm just wondering, like in terms of like the location where it was filmed, like to have this sort of expansive, open thing like a desert type of area where it was actually located. Yeah, but back in the day, you did need trains to go through these I desert suppose, areas. But... You would have. Did you, what did you th- do? You think it was a, a real train? <laughs> well, now you're asking. I'm yeah. like, well, did I? But well, yeah, when I watched it, I thought yeah. it was a real train. Yeah. 
It, it, might, no, it doesn't mean that, not meaning this in daft way, it doesn't mean that this was filmed in Japan or in Korea. No, that's or... what I'm saying. I know, but whether it for just for, or maybe for certain shots, it will have been, you know, like made to look like it. Because that would be hard to be like walking on this unless it's just a, a studio set with them in the desert and they've got like an artificial train or something. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. yeah. I thought that scene was really, really good, actually. To be fair, it gives you an opening to your characters. And how they're portrayed. Like, initially we didn't know if Weird was the good. We weren't sure because the good hadn't arrived. So we were like, oh, is he Is he the good one? But then I was like, hmm, this seems a bit too quirky. And I said, I don't know if he's weird. And you were like, oh, maybe. And then straight away when we saw the good come on, we were like, ah, yeah, that's that's a given. He's mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, and they say he kind of takes it unbeknownst to him that it's actually valuable because you're mistaken, you know, like an accidental scenario where he's got that and then i didn't know how it was going to go like like he was sort of oblivious for a majority of the runtime or something that he would not know what or not realize what he had on him until like much later on but i think Mm. it's kind of quickly turns out that yeah yeah he kind of realizes oh this you know what this is worth because he's like shows it to his friend and all that and stuff and uh, this actually more valuable than you think it is no definitely and i think he's He's aware that everyone else is aware of of this map, and he can sense this kind of like, well, what we're gonna do? Everybody's after me, and it's like a wild goose chase now after the weird character. And I think this is where you kind of see. I think the reason why I like him as a character is, yes, he wants the treasure, but he's still quite grounded with how he is and the reasons why he's doing certain things. So he's got his gran, granny, yeah, yeah, granny, <laughs> yeah, and she's living with him and he's looking after her. And, well, he's kind of looking after her while he's running away from everybody. Mm -hmm. But he's wanting to give her a better life when he gets the treasure. That's kind of like his drive, his momentum. And I feel like anybody, not meaning this in a daft way, who's not in the best situation, always wants to do better for the family. Mm -hmm. So he's he's become a more lovable, relatable character instead of just wanting it for greed. And I feel like in the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's all greed. (laughs) It's not for... Yeah, it's not for help. Like, yeah, a family member or a friend no. out or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's face value. We just want we, money. We're greedy. Yeah. We want the money. money. Yeah. And we just want to screw everybody over just to get ahead, basically, and get, be better off than whoever. Whereas this is like, I'm wanting this so that I can get out of where I'm living, better something for my granny and look after her. And it's like, well, everybody wants that, don't they? Mm-hmm. So you feel like the weird, I don't know, I felt more connected to him and more rooting for him throughout this film because of the little background we got. Like, yeah. we got a lot of background in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, but it was so much that it was like, but not a lot of relatable subjects to really love the characters, if that makes sense. Whether that's just a different time for, of doing that, where you didn't need a whole... I might have said, might have said this before, like a whole backstory to, as to what 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 the motivations are. It they didn't take just... long though, did it? That like literally in the good, the bad, and the weird, it wasn't a long scene. It didn't. No, no, you know, no. It didn't take ages no. to give us like I don't need to see all the grows up as a <laughs> yeah, little boy from and... school. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just like okay, he's got a family, he's got a granny. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to understand where the rest I think of his family just is. Just but... adding a bit of humour as well, I think, in in this <sighs> yeah. because of that, really. So. Like she, he, like when they all come at him at that house when he's yeah. got the map and he's like, oh, Granny, shoves her in the cupboard. And he's like, look after this. And yeah. she, it's like... And she's, yeah, almost as more oblivious than yeah. he is on 
the surroundings and all that kind of stuff. And that somehow she survives all the like the <laughs> shootout kind of thing. So it's like I knew that obviously it wasn't going to be like oh she's she gets hit in the crossfire or anything like that. But it's like oh, how did you survive all that gunfire? Well, there we are. The cupboard, the wardrobe. No one knew she was in there. No, but I meant as she was just walking around the room. <laughs> I mean, by, by, uh... but I think all of it is quite funny and comical in the way that he speaks and the word, mm-hmm. words and lines he says and his facial expressions. He is he is the key to this film being successful. Like without yeah, him, I, de- definitely. Yeah, he's the big selling point. Was obviously you know certain things like the the bad when you know kills and betrays people it's like well yeah you're the villain we know that's going to happen you know like bring the, the map and you'll be rewarded and it's like no it keeps up in the price to like uh, give me you know like i'll give you that if you give me more mm-hmm. than what you proposed and it's like oh yeah it turns out no i don't actually have a thing i'm just going to kill you anyway so yeah it doesn't really like, matter oh, big shock <laughs> you know take all your money yeah. yeah but i think with the bad he is generally bad whereas within the good the bad and the ugly not me <laughs> sorry but I can't remember which one's bad or ugly because to me that's the same thing, isn't it? Or is he just meaning appearance is ugly? I... Well, I, I guess Tuco in that wasn't particularly like necessarily ugly, no. but other than the fact that he kind of was sort of a, a, a essentially a backstabber, a a you know, like switching whatever you know works in his favour, really, in that sense. Yeah, but is that classed as ugly? I mean, it's still like a bad tactic but also an ugly side of doing that as well i guess but it's just i don't know i feel like it's i struggled with that like Mm. definition of bad and ugly whereas bad and weird there's definitely a difference like the weird is definitely completely you can you can spot them from a mile off yeah yeah whereas i think when i was watching the good bad and the ugly i was like well we obviously know golden boy's good apparently (laughs) the other two i'm like well i don't know i just felt like it more faded in together and to be fair i put a lot of it to the back of my head whereas this i would actually watch again paul you'd be happy to know and nico would be happy to know since they've named the podcast after it mm-hmm. a lot of pressure was on this to for me to get, like okay. this i was really worried when we put it on to be fair because i was thinking what if i don't like it what yeah. if i don't like it and then we've had them on as guests you you talk to nico quite a lot yeah and i'm gonna just be like He's going to be like so pissed off when he is there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. But it's it's positive light, I'm guessing you're putting on this as opposed to. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. There was one good quote from this. Mm. If you chase something, life will always chase you back. And I quite liked that idea because my mum always says, don't chase money because it'll never come to you. Like that's like her little saying, like if you're out trying to get a bigger book, a bigger book every two minutes, it's not going to come. Whereas, like, if you just work hard for it, isn't that technically chasing money? It is, and it isn't. But you're not you're working hard. Not that to... saying that you expect money to just fall in your lap. No, I that. think it's you're working hard because you you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Like mm-hmm. instead of going, oh, I'm gonna, I've got some money, so I'm gonna go bet on whatever to get more money, and that's kind of like well, yeah, chasing money. I know. Or like, I'm gonna quit my job and move here, even though I'm happy where I am because this company will pay me X, Y, and Z, but I could be miserable. That kind of what's just the risk, yeah. Perspective, take, yeah. but the reason why you're moving is just to chase for money instead of happiness. Whereas happiness is more important than how big your bank balance. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think this is kind of the same aspect. If you chase something, life will always chase you back. And it is all related to money. Like the thing that they're chasing is money related. So it's kind of similar to what mum's quote is, I feel. Mm -hmm. And that was something I took, actually wrote down and was like, it's true. Because like if you go after somebody or like in any action film, like we watched Ghost Dog, didn't we? Yeah, that was like a mafia film. But it had like Japanese philosophy kept coming up with quotes mm-hmm. on the screen to make it more poignant, I suppose. Yeah, but I think it's the same thing, isn't it? Because he was going out chasing somebody and it was kind of like the Matthew thing. Well, or you've killed him, you didn't do it right, so now everybody's after you kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that's kind of another way of thinking of being chased in, in life. Like when you do something wrong, it's someone's, always... Someone's going to... Karma's yeah, going to come, come back. back and bite you. Yeah. 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 So... I don't know, I quite, I quite like that. And I think I always love watching something that's based within like a Japanese or Korean kind of aspect because their way of thinking of life is just a little bit more intuitive. They, they really have a good mindset of how they see things. I think they're a lot more advanced than we are. I would say that it goes without saying with obviously the, the type of filmmaking as well, the way they think about how a film is maybe structured or to include because it's like American Hollywood mm-hmm. studio will generally do something more more straight and narrow with how it should go. Yes. Whereas uh, that, this goes for any other, not just to say like Korean or Japanese cinema, that obviously if you watch a French language film or a mm. Spanish or Italian, there's certain ways that they approach the filmmaking and that's due down to obviously like they're normally targeting people in their home country, aren't yeah. they? So they understand, oh, like those mannerisms, the way they you might say something or the, just your actions. Mm-hmm. And so... I think they think it more through, whereas not meaning it's in a daft way and not slagging off Hollywood in any perspective, mm-hmm. but they're like, they go, oh, let's turn a movie out, right, that's done, let's turn another movie mm-hmm. out, let's get the big bucks in, and they're chasing the money. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think other cultures, if they are, they're doing it for just their country or hoping it would be a success, but they're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. They're really putting the thought right into that film of why should it be a good film and what can we do to make it enjoyable? But in the case of this film, I definitely think there's there's definitely like a blockbuster influence, obviously, in the fact that the way that the action is put together. Yeah. In fact, there was like a whole portion, or several, wasn't there, Mm -hmm. where there was like almost like no talking dialogue whatsoever. Yeah. And it was just... Focusing on the a- action, but there was moments. so much going on within those action scenes. Like sometimes I get like if we're going on a generic American action yeah. film, I can get bored and I'm like, yeah, with some fighting, and it's like, is this gonna is this is going yeah, on no, forever? Sorry. And it's yeah. just boring. There's no dialogue, and I normally say I need dialogue. Whereas mm. there was so much happening in these shots, so like that you get to a point. Even when they're on the train, there's so many people that, and you in encountering like. You're like, are they relevant? Who are they? What is this? And even mm-hmm. towards the back end, when it comes to that massive, like, everybody's chasing yeah, the yeah. weird character, Yeah, there's hardly any speaking in this point. And you're still like, oh, the Japanese army are coming in and there's loads of trucks, there's all these different people. And you just sat there visually like, wow, okay, how did somebody direct this? Like, Yeah, because there's a lot of horses, horseback riding on mm-hmm. that scene in particular. And... I'm thinking like back in the old olden days, like 
I say Kurosawa films mm. in Japan, where there's there's films like that and there was no CGI involved in that. It was what you know the horse they had or whatever yeah. the shots that that they would be utilized, and that's that. And that kind of feels like a, a modern take on that sort of filmmaking, where does how do you orchestrate all that to to work in a mm. shot because there's so much as I say there's so much going on and it's like one of them veers off to the too far or something or like and it's like you know they've got to keep moving keep moving and obviously there's yeah. this cuts here and there and stuff but yeah it's no I know it's, what you're meaning but and I to think... think about it, it's a bit like oh god that's that's my head <laughs> yeah. yeah so it kind of reminds me when we look at that scene of um, Babylon which we've covered for my birthday special yeah and it's the scene where she's putting on the tears and she's crying and there's the western kind of vibe and then it just show you all the like chaoticness with the horses and everything else and when i look at that scene that's where it brings me back to how babylon kind of show you how it's created and all the content that's going into creating a scene Mm -hmm. like that yes what was great about it is it was gripping it wasn't like i was infused within the scene because there's so much going on i wasn't bored i was really intrigued on how it was all going to pan out within every single action point we had it's back to yes back to the film the film yeah 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 yeah. what's the success of it yeah i don't know actually how successful this Hmm. film was to the the not the international audience but obviously for the say us uk whatever but it is 2008 and i know that sounds daft but back then we were a little bit less cultured in the aspect of appreciating i feel films like this i feel like now like if this had come out like when parasite did i feel like this would have had a lot more respect given to it yeah it doesn't necessarily mean just obviously because there's there's been plenty of what like classic films that were bombs i think even the shining was like true slated from because it's shit <laughs> okay, and things like Blade Runner and um, I haven't seen that way. No, I haven't seen Blade Runner, but it being like a, that's like such a big cult film now. And but it was like no, nobody is that on your list for us to watch? It is yeah, mm-hmm. and and then it gets a market. Let's say say for like the obviously like home video or you know like has a cult following long after the fact. And yeah, to be honest, that's more longevity and. Saying so not necessarily from, but obviously box office figures do matter. But mm. at the same time, if someone can find appreciation from it in a different light, and then it goes, oh, actually, yeah, let's reevaluate yeah. this a little bit. And I feel like sometimes with these kind of films, I feel like if it's not done so well, actually, it's a bit better. Like I think sometimes when you go into a film like, for example, Poor Things, sorry, Jazz, and it's hyped up so like it's amazing yeah. and. It's fantastic. Some of them are Oscar bait films, yeah. And, and like... you're just a bit like, you watch it and you're like, hmm, is it, was it as great as I thought? Whereas this, I came in really negative to this film, like when we watched... This one? Yeah, because I was thinking it was going to be like The Good, The Bad and oh, The Ugly. Right. So I was a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy this. It's a Western. The first Western I watched, I didn't really like. So I was like, if is it going to be literally trying to be a like for like, but a different culture? And I'm just watching the same thing twice. That's what I was worried about. Right. But it's not the case, so I'm so glad. Yeah, it's because of having the the Korean spin on it, as it were. Mm -hmm. And And 
I think it's just the quirkiness. It's the it's the comedy in this that yeah. outshines the good, the bad, and the yeah. ugly. Before we watching, I think I thought it was going to be somewhat wacky, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be like for you like too over the top in terms of like the action style. In I've that noticed were going on. something about me. Yeah, that I'm I'm learning so much when we do these podcasts about myself. Mm-hmm. Is I love a good Japanese or Korean or anything kind of like that Asian kind of yeah. wacky style. I adore it. Like, I used to watch um, Takeshi, is it Takeshi's or Takeshi's Castle? Yeah. I absolutely would find that hilarious. But then there's, I think there's a UK version. Oh, I forgot what it's called. Bradley Walsh is on it. <laughs> He's the presenter. Right. But it's just not half as half as good and I think it's because of the way that they think of these things like Takeshi's Castle is just so absurd that it's hilarious like oh we'll just make you climb on this ball and like you have to stand on it or roll yeah, and it's just yeah. and then I think that's the same with like Haosu yeah yeah that's OTT and you enjoyed that as well yeah, yeah. and I think so I don't mind OTT comedy when it's so out far-fetched that you can't ground it in reality yeah, yeah. whereas like whereas... bridesmaids shitting in the middle of a street, <laughs> street or i think I it remember... makes you cringe more yeah yeah or like i remember it was just on tv once we were like is it the meet the fuckers or something mm-hmm. and ben sells characters there and some of there's, there's blood spurting out and you were like oh god like oh no that's for, just one happen kind of thing yeah. like just going oh, oh god or whatever the scene it was but yeah but that's obviously in a normal yeah, normal scenario. Yeah, but, I could but, relate to it. But so. then it's like, no, that wouldn't happen because it's like nothing, nothing ghostly or, mm-hmm. or you know, like guns that don't exist or machine or any of that kind of stuff. And I think that's what it it works, mm-hmm. and the dialogue works, and his facial expressions within this are just they're on point, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Every time he's like looking at something, he's just comical. He's just mm-hmm. got that essence to, mm-hmm. to him. And I don't know, yeah, I think maybe because I can't go, oh, well, I've not stolen a map. I'm not on a motorcycle no. trying to outrun yeah. horses, which I don't know, I thought the horses would be faster, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know how well a motorcycle would be driving on sand. It was fairly flat, wasn't it? It wasn't like just but sand dunes and everything, yeah. It's but still quite soft, depending on... I don't, yeah, I don't know if it was like completely like, I say like Sahara Desert type of sand <laughs> consistency <laughs> but yeah open open plains obviously mm. like, i don't think it would work completely even for horses to be running through sand it wouldn't really work so true but in terms of the the feels like obviously it's, it's one of those like set in the olden times or it's like 1930s isn't it but it somehow still has that almost like steampunk mm-hmm. style like with the the guns and all the things that like these sort of technology that Feels like her then that might not wouldn't necessarily exist at that point, but again for the absurdity of the the action the film's going for, then mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you you're you're on board with it and you just take it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going, Oh well that well that's not historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. And yeah. I think a bit of a modern twist on it as well works. Yeah, because it makes for a fun time really overall. It went really quickly to the time because I was thinking it was quite long. I thought, and it's going to be, it's not as long as the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. but it's still longevity. And I was like, mm. mm-hmm. but actually, it's 
it's just overall a wonderful piece and you're really rooting for the weird like i always like it when you've got a character you can root for and you care for mm-hmm. you make you feel more connected and involved into the into the film and even when we have a shootout it's not not like they do do the eyes but i swear to god they don't do it as long as oh yeah they do i just said that oh look here's the close-ups of the <laughs> looking around at each other yeah but <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel as long and the faces are they are they're not just staring they are like kind of doing a funny kind of look expression yeah, yeah they are more expressive and it's not confusing like i got confused with the good the bad and the ugly of how the shootout worked mexican standoff you mean yeah whatever you want to call it is well, because yeah. obviously the good had stolen the uglies yeah two cars yeah gun in the middle of the night so yeah, all, he took the bullets, bullets. Took it out. yeah so that he would he wouldn't get shot yeah yeah so he only had to focus on on the bad, bad. yeah Whereas in this situation, it wasn't like that. It was pure daytime. It wasn't like they were going to sleep and then waking up and somebody could shaft one another, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You ha- it was like a shootout, so it was although, like, oh. Well, yeah, although earlier on, when they're at the, the good and weird are at the camp's mm. site, and then weird then, like, standing over good with yeah. you know, a gun, and then he just, like, skedaddles yeah. on his motorcycle again. But... but you kind of see it in his head that he could trespass him, but it's like, well, he hasn't really done me any harm, really. If anything, he's got me here further than I would have been mm-hmm. without yeah. him. So when they're having that kind of mm-hmm. Mexican standoff shoot off, I was really overthinking it. I was like, well, if the good shoots the bad, which it feel like they have a connection. Well, they definitely do, because they, they pointed out five years ago, chopped off his finger. So it refers to it as the finger chopped So that's the bad the with the weird... Yeah, so that's the beef, essentially. Because But there's also beef with the good and the bad, where he's like, oh, him again, because he always comes in yeah. on his horse and yeah. he shoots out everybody. But that's typical, isn't it? You have your goodies and baddies, and it's like, oh, so you foiled me again, type of... It makes you think that the good and the weird would shoot the bad yeah. first. And just, yeah, be done with it. Yeah, and then it'd be left with them two. That's what it makes you feel should, should happen. But I don't know, they all get shot... I can't describe actually now which one gets shot first, hmm. but you're a little bit like, well, is that it? Who's kind of shot who here? So there's a couple more shooting going on as well. It's not just like a pachum, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. he's dead. It's not like one shot. Yeah, it's not like continuously like, oh right, <laughs> make sure you're dead. dead. Yeah, keep going, keep going. And then even when they're laying down and, and they're kind of getting like, back yeah, up again right, and going, like, yeah, which adds the comedy value. It does, and you do think they're all dead, and you're, I'm like, oh. What even is yeah. the treasure? And I thought initially, which I think it kind of... I'll get to get to this in a minute, but the fact that when the when there's obviously digging and then this oil <laughs> bursts up, I'm thinking, oh, that's that's the treasure all along. It was, you know, I it was it an oil, oil tap, mm-hmm. essentially, where they've, you know, it spurts out. It's like, oh, well, this is, yeah, down in the ground. Where they could have, you know, made a fortune just off that, because obviously oh, yeah. that kind of thing would, is very valuable. And I believe it shortly cuts to black, doesn't it? I thought uh, that was it, and that was the end. Where, and I spoke to Nico about this, and he said, "Like, oh, we're going to be covering the, the film." I said, "Oh, are you going to talk about the alternative ending?" I was like, "Oh, I didn't know there was there was that," because I say we just watched the the Korean version, which. In the Korean version, there is an extra like five minutes or so, yeah, where it continues. Whereas I'm guessing other parts of the world, that's 
the black fade to, cut to black is where the film ends. I'm glad and that, we didn't like watch a, that. I'd have been like, miffed. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'd have been properly so, miffed off. Whereas, so with this one, with gets up and he's really like, he, he's like, why am I so heavy? And it's like, oh, he's got a metal <laughs> plate underneath him the whole time to protect him from the, the gunshots. So, yes, thinking on his feet with having... Well, it's not uh, daft. Yeah, to do that. And so and then he, really, he finds the treasure, which is the sort of like diamonds that are on the bad's person. Yeah, but I don't think that is the treasure because the bad took that from the guy that he was saying, I'll give him more money because I'd done the job and he didn't do the job right for the map. He didn't have the map. Hmm. So that's why he shot him and he stole them. So I still think generally the oil is the treasure, Maybe. but because these guys are very naive and think treasure is monetary value and they can't seem to mm-hmm. associate the oil mm. with what it can bring at that point... So I don't think it's the diamonds. Yeah. I think it is de- It is the oil. That's where the map led to, because them diamonds would never have been there. If... Yeah. I, yeah, true. But but for for the weird character, the diamonds will give him yeah, more money and help his granny and if she's still alive, because we don't know that. We don't see him going back to her. No. Get himself a new motorcycle and all of that. But there's more added... Co- Comedic value with the sort of like dynamite, that like sort of so it's like yeah, because obviously he's on an oil and then rig. The, the Japanese army come and find him, and it's like oh, we're gonna like the yeah. And I think the weird comes in again, and the humor comes in, and I think that ends you knowing that the weird character is gonna be, he's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You assume that the bad and the good are dead. No, the, no, the good, the good still survives because he? yeah, don't remember it. At the and it's there's like one two posters with. The two oh, of them up. Yeah. The the weirds now got I think a higher price on his head. <laughs> uh, so that update that the picture and all that on yeah. the wall, but the the goods still around. Whether I think he's whether he's no, see the bounty for. Yeah, 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 you're right. Weird, perhaps, but but the bad def- is, is dead. Is, is, yeah, because I'm gone. Well, Works well. As it, I guess, as it should be, really for. Yeah. How he's. Is and that's yeah, his character of the bad being yeah. It's karma that he's chased everything, yeah. and karma's bit him in the bum. Yeah. So with this, obviously, neither one of us have seen this, right? So that means you have to score first, unless you've got anything else to add. That is. No, I don't really have anything else to add. Really, I'd be really interested to understand why, from watching the film now why the podcast is for Nico is the good, the bad and the weird podcast. Unless maybe they bring good, bad and weird possibly into their podcast and that's quite... That's what they normally do at the end of their episodes. They like, do the look, voting, don't they? Based on, on that, yeah. Yeah. So, But maybe it's the... The, 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 point, the points would scoring. Of, of it with like, what's what's good, what's bad, what's... what's is there weird. any weird in yeah, this film or whatever? I think, really. But... Yeah. Right. So no, no pressure, Paul. <laughs> I was say I'm definitely glad to have had a chance to see this now because I don't think it's particularly easy to get hold of on disc. Unfortunately, this is one of those kind of. So I'm glad Mubi helped us out this time, having the subscription to that with some of these obviously like foreign films mm-hmm. and that being on there because I th- thought that normally there's kind of like the uppity like high benchmark like just drama films I thought they just have but it's kind of good that they've branched out a little bit more with the diversity of films they've got on there but it's by the by and I'm going to give this 
8.5. Okay. So I'll definitely watch it again, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fair yeah. point, yeah. Yeah. There's obviously a lot to lot to appreciate in terms of the style and, I say, the engaging mm-hmm. for what it is. And it, like I say, it's, it's a, a foreign take on the good, the bad and the ugly, I suppose. It's better. <laughs> and I can't see, I can't really say too much negative about it, really. What could you say negative? Well, no, I don't think we have said anything negative. Um, but the score reflects like what? Oh, it's in terms of like an action film, really. Just like f- for a good time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's more that I can say on it. Really, I can't it's like oh, I can't because there's no like real like oh, glaring flaws. It's got to be ten or anything like that. But I think that's yeah. No, you know, I if someone will get coming from mm-hmm. yeah. So what's your score? <laughs> so for me, I would say it's probably a eight. I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed the the comedy aspect of it. I enjoyed a different version of the good, the bad and the ugly and how it's a Western that I actually enjoyed. I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think the action and the visuals are brilliant and they're enticing and they're gripping. I think the story you're really rooting for somebody and you connect. So I think overall it is a, a good watch. I wouldn't say it's like the best film I've ever seen and I want to be like mark it in my top 10 mm-hmm. but it's not obviously far from the worst film i've ever seen mm-hmm. and i can appreciate what it has to offer and mm-hmm. the uniqueness it, it has it, yeah brings yeah to the western genre as i suppose mm-hmm. yeah so, so it's, it's very very different from your typical western films mm. but in a good way yeah yeah and so glad i've seen it it's not just a film i've seen it's <laughs> good to know so that's, yeah that's good praise Nico, from both of us, I'd say. I think I did better than you. What do you mean? Praising wise. <laughs> Sucking up to Nico. Yeah. See, see. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Hope you've enjoyed our thoughts. And if you would like to check out some of our other episodes, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Podbean and wherever else you get podcasts from. As always, if you'd like to leave us a five-star review, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, and wherever else they do the scoring system. They're very much appreciated. It will. <laughs> so if you haven't decided to follow us already on social media, then what are you waiting for? Obviously, it is February, so it is the month of love. So send all your love our way by following, liking, subscribing. We're on TikTok, Instagram, threads, and Twitter. I remembered them all. So if you want to follow us, we're under the handle SP underscore film viewers. I'd also like to shout out the patrons, of course, for their continuing support with the show. Whoop, whoop. And we're going to start with Nico. From the Good, the Bad and the Weird podcast. I don't think we've heard who this person is, <laughs> have we? It's not like we've mentioned <laughs> no, him no. several times. No, yeah. But yeah, the Good, the Bad and the Weird podcast is the Good, Bad and Weird. So yeah, go listen to them. And obviously, thank you for the recommendation of the film. We've also got Mark from 100 Things to Learn from Film. Ben from Film Vloggers. Two other movie review podcasts. Yeah. So we've guested on theirs, they've guested on ours, so you can go and give them some love and listens. Mm-hmm. 
We've then got our dearest and dearest family and friends then. So we've got my wonderful mum. We've got Alex under the handle desperately seeking username on Instagram. We've got Shani on Instagram under the handle SDOG. We've got our friend Jones, Jonesy, who is at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. We've got Emma, who is at M underscore Hayton on Instagram. And last but not least, we have our friend Gren, who is at CGren underscore draw on Instagram. So if you do want to become a Patreon, all you have to do is spend a pound, a quid, or $1.50 if you're American. Then <laughs> you can get the perks of voting for a film a month and being shouted out like we've just done for you every single week. So to do that, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash viewers to get all those wonderful perks and you'd be doing us a great favour by helping us out with supporting the show. Yeah, and it's nice to know that we're creating a little family and everybody really likes us and wants to listen to us. Because, you know, that's the reason why you do these things, isn't it? I do enjoy just talking to you, to be fair. And I always think it's quite nice that we're going to have a little archive. Like, if one of us dies, then we can just listen to this podcast. You know, even if it isn't going to go worldwide, that's a, that's at least. That's nice, thought, yeah. <laughs> Well, we've come. <laughs> and for the next episode, it's going to be quite special as it's going to be our 200th episode. Mm-hmm. And it's even more special because we've got a special guest. Yeah, and that's worked out quite nicely, actually. Yeah, you've been trying to do a special guest a month, so if people are interested, I don't know if you've got a full list- listing lined up yet, but. We are trying to get a guest on at least once a month, so mm-hmm. if people are wanting to join us, then please do reach, reach out. out to us. Yep. But yeah, it should be a good episode coming up as well, so I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Do I get a gift for doing 200 of these? Beg the people. <laughs> no, I mean from you. <laughs> I mean, I knew a MacGuffin, like, I deserve <sighs> something. You get a MacGuffin, is it? <laughs> no, that's awful, <laughs> like, that's what just is a it? nightmare. What... <laughs> Is that what I think it is? <laughs> Never get to see what I'm yeah. giving given. Yeah. <laughs> this is cruel. Thank you very much for listening once again. And we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.